You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show Thursday edition. We're getting close to Super Bowl Sunday, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl 55. Start breaking down position by position with these two teams. Which team has the edge with each position group starting on the offensive side of the ball today? And of course, we'll make our picks and go through some props and stuff on tomorrow's podcast as we finish up the week and get ready for a Super Bowl Sunday. There are some interesting notes about COVID and um, a barber that tested positive mid haircut with Daniel Kilgore, who just <laughs> was a close contact already with COVID 19. So, such an interesting situation there. Uh, with the Chiefs, and and hopefully they did skate through that without any problems, and and we get through Super Bowl 55 without a hitch, and then don't have to worry about COVID uh, after vaccinations and everything going into the 2021 season next September. That is the crossing my fingers over here. I'm knocking on wood that that is the case, and and we don't miss a bunch of players all of a sudden that test positive Sunday morning or something like that for Super Bowl 55. At BD Peacock on Twitter is where you can find me, Matt Williamson at Williamson NFL. I saw this tweet that came down from Benjamin Albright, who's in the, the Denver area and a radio guy and a football analyst, and he always has some interesting stuff, and he's a fun follow at Albright NFL. And I knew it was similar to this, but I didn't know the exact stat or the number or really have it in an infographic for me. And he tweeted this out, Matt, and I was blown away by what I saw. 22 quarterbacks drafted in the first round between 2009 and 2016, 22 quarterbacks. Only one remains on the same team that drafted him over that span. That blows my mind. Do you know which quarterback that it's is? Amazing. Well, I'm cheating because okay. I have a similar stat that's very, very similar, actually. So I have drafthistory.com in front of me, and I realized it is Carson Wentz, who I just read a blurb today. <laughs> Philly's fielding offers for it Carson might be Wentz. Zero. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. I thought he was locked in after the coaching hire and, you know, Schefter reports or one of those guys reports Phillies fielding offers for Carson Wentz. So that's an amazing stat. And the, the mine is very similar. I mean, we both brought the same stat to the table. Kind of this one is assuming Trubisky doesn't go back to the bears that same span, but one year longer, 2017, the first, quarterback drafted in that class often first overall is not on their same team you know so golf getting traded for Stafford really put a wrench in that obviously yeah that's it's pretty amazing I'm just going to read the 22 names first round quarterbacks between 2009 and 2016 that 2016 draft was the Wentz and Jared Goff draft so uh, we'll go in, in that order it looks like it's counting down from 16 to 2009 Jared Goff Carson Wentz Paxton Lynch Jameis Winston Marcus Mariota Blake Bortles, Johnny Manziel, Teddy Bridgewater, E.J. Manuel, Andrew Luck, Robert Griffin III, Ryan Tannehill, Brandon Whedon, Cam Newton, Jake Locker, Blaine Gabbert, Christian Ponder, Sam Bradford, Tim Tebow, Matthew Stafford, Mark Sanchez, and Josh Freeman. Some of those names I'm just blown away. I like Brandon Whedon. The Browns drafted a 30-year-old quarterback in the first round. Uh, I almost forgot about wow, that one, yeah. but that's a pretty amazing list, and that might be down to zero here in a couple of months. A lot of bad ones. A couple of star quarterbacks, though, that moved on for different reasons. A couple notes. I mean, I hadn't thought about this angle at all of what we were talking about today, but really, Andrew Luck's the only one that kind of left on his own fruition. You know what I mean? Like, right. he's the only one that you don't blame for any of this. Well, I guess Stafford to some Stafford degree. Somebody too. traded for him. Yeah. 
but you know, luck's kind of the the only asterisk there. And I'm sitting here looking at. I'm like, well, how about the older guys? Well, 2008, Matt Ryan is still a Falcon, but Joe Flacco is not a Raven. Jamarcus Russell in 2007, gone. Brady Quinn, gone. You know, then we start getting into Vince Young and Leinert and Cutler and Clement. You know, all those guys are out of the league. I mean, it's amazing. First round quarterbacks have not worked out. Not at all. So, in short, if you're the New York Jets, trade that number two overall pick and get Deshaun Watson, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the bird in the hand here looks pretty attractive. Yeah. I mean, certainly the Josh Allens and Mahomes and Watsons, although Watson might be one, the next guy to this list, look like they're hits. And some of these guys are hits. You know, Stafford wasn't a bad player, mm-hmm. but it shows the uncertainty. I mean, when you draft a guy, Goff, you know, uh, Winston, I'm thinking about first overalls even, you say, I got my quarterback for 10 years, you probably don't. And yeah, exactly. You likely don't. But I think actually seven, 2017 on has been much better hit rate too. So have we seen a shift there? Or are GMs getting smarter? Because some of these are like, man, I'm not in a front office, but when they draft Blake Bortles number three, is like, what are you thinking, dude? This guy's borderline yeah. first rounder, maybe. And it was artificially pushed up in a bad class just because he's tall and and heavy. I mean, he didn't even have that good of an arm. I, I never really got the Blake Bortles thing ever at all. Uh, Brandon Whedon, I mentioned, he's 30 years old. I mean, come on, dude. He was played minor league baseball. And it's like, of course, when you're 30 years old, you're going to probably dominate your competition on the college level and even if he does hit what are you going to do with contract number two when he's 34 35 years old I mean that's insane Jake Locker I thought was a safety more than a quarterback yeah. um, Tim Tebow couldn't throw I thought he was a fourth round tight end not a first throw, round right. quarterback. No pretty insane right. at least some of these guys that just had a ton of athletic ability EJ Manuel sticks out just because that was a bad quarterback class and he just happened to be the first one taken because somebody had to take a quarterback at some point in the first round Right. The two that stuck out to me as you were sitting there saying that were I was not high on EJ Manuel coming out. And I can't remember if you said Christian Ponder or not, but I mean, he did, had no yeah. traits of a first round quarterback. Yeah, Christian Ponder. And I, I think that's the other thing that, and for me, Christian Ponder, I liked. I didn't like how high he went. Uh, Jake mm-hmm. Locker similarly is like, yeah, that's too high. Blaine Gabbert's like, gosh, these guys are too high. I get liking them a little bit as a quarterback, but Ponder's like, he's the guy you draft in the third round, turns out to be better. You know, like, um, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins, you know, right. right? Yeah, yeah, and and I've always been about those type of players. I grew up watching Joe Montana, who was a third round pick, sure, sure. and he was like, okay, just you know, get a smart player who's tough and, and accurate and uh, can learn the offense and game manage you way, and you know, and, and build some talent around him. But I've flipped now to the point where I've seen too many talented guys that have great arms, great legs, can make so many plays, and it's like, give me the talented guy and let's coach him up. Like I've, I've come full circle on that, and I think that was peak. I think that year was peak, like, okay, let's just get a guy who we think is pretty smart and has a good enough arm, and let's draft him in the first round because you know maybe he interviews well and he kind of looks the part, and then those guys, Blaine Gabbert and Christian Ponders of the world, are just long gone and it's like yeah you know what let's uh let's draft the most talented guy and and even if we miss then let's try to draft the most talented guy the next time yeah and you mentioned it looks like there's a lot of hits lately the last handful of draft classes and my first thoughts were better athletes you know Mm -hmm. josh allen's of the worlds and lamar's i mean guys that have a lot of tools that can even when they're wrong they can make something right you know and i think that's huge Two guys of obvious, you know, recent pretty high draft pedigree that have flopped don't have that. And that's Haskins and Rosen. Yes, you know, I mean, exactly. they're just pocket passers. Exactly. Yeah, good point. And it makes me wonder about Mac Jones. Like, if you and I have this mm. conversation five years from now, we're like, 
What were what were they thinking about making oh, Mac Jones I, a first I, round pick? I mean, you know what I mean. I I've talked about this a lot on Locked On 49ers. I'm I'm all out on Mac Jones at at number yeah. twelve, and people are talking about he might not get past the Panthers at number eight because uh, they are at the Senior Bowl. And sure. I mean, all we have to do is go back one year. Is Mac Jones a better prospect than Tua was? And we saw Tua struggle when he didn't have the best talent around him, and Tua probably has more physical ability than Mac Jones does. And and I like Mac oh, Jones, yeah. and he's smart, and he throws a pretty ball, but. He's exactly that type. He's the Christian Ponder. He is mm-hmm. the right. the guy you draft in the third round, and you hope that you get more because he's smart and tough and anticipates and has accuracy. Uh, no way I'd touch him in the first half of the first round, or really the first round at all, and I think he's going to end up going there. That's a really good point. Like His ceiling might be Chad Pennington, you know what I mean? Who had a pretty mm, decent oh, career, one, yes. but a first-round pick. And, good you know. pull with Chad but, Pennington. I like that comp. I'm going to use that. Yeah, I mean, that's just because I had the quarterback list up in front of me. I was going back to <laughs> Jamarcus Russell days, too. Oh, dude, and I love Chad Pennington, too. See, that's perfect. That's that's the type of quarterback I used to like, and I have come full circle. I'm out on that. Give me um, give me Trey Lance. I don't care how many seasons he's played in college football. Yeah, right, right, right. I, I hear you. And, yeah, I, I don't know that he has the, the capabilities to be right even when he's wrong like so many of these other really good ones. Absolutely. And and coaches are so good at scheming things up and getting wide open looks. And if you can and you you still have to do it yourself. Right. And you can still be a bust and there still has to be a lot put on that quarterback. But man, um, yeah, I'm shooting for the I mean, I'm shooting for the stars when it comes to quarterbacks these mm-hmm. days. All right. We're going to talk a lot more about the draft and a lot more about quarterbacks. Well, one, more, one more little thing okay. here. I mean, yeah. tough is tough and smart is great. And on our Steelers show, I have a kind of a running joke because they need a new center. And every time a name gets brought up to me, I say, is he tough? Is he smart? If they both are yes, we can continue with the conversation. If not, just throw him down the, the scrap heap. That's not <laughs> enough a quarterback. No, you know? it's not anymore. Yeah, offensive right. line, sure. Let's draft a, a mid-round, tough, smart guy. Sure. Maybe slightly under-athletic. You know, if he's a center, make sure his hands are big enough to to grip the ball and not fumble it uh, in, a, in wet conditions or something like that. But, yeah, I'm totally with you on that. With quarterback, it's just not enough anymore. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, even like... I didn't plan on having a whole segment about this, but I think <laughs> yeah. that's even like the Derek Carr situation. Like I bet, you know, we're hearing rumors that Derek Carr could be on the block and I bet Gruden's going, yeah, he's a good player, but he ain't Tom, Josh, Aaron, or Patrick who are in the final four and he probably never will be. Okay. I, <laughs> you just opened up another can of worms. There's more I want to talk <laughs> about with this. Okay. Let's, let's keep going with this conversation a little bit in the next segment. See how far it goes. If we have to push back uh, some more of this position versus position, Super Bowl stuff, Chiefs versus Bucks into the tomorrow show. We can, cause we have plenty of time to talk about Super Bowl 55 still more with Peacock and Williamson coming up. I want to talk about that latest car rumor as well, because that one doesn't pass the smell test to me. Let's get into that one next. Now is the perfect time to make sure your vehicle is up to the task with inclement weather, whether it be snow or rain, wherever you are, make sure you got the right wiper blades in there. Your tires are on point. Safety for you and your family. Keep your car running smooth and get everything you need at rockauto.com. An amazing selection, easy to navigate website, reliably low prices. You don't need to look any further than rockauto.com. Classic cars, your daily driver, everything you need for your car or truck. They're a family-owned business, been around for 20 years, helping you find parts online at rockauto.com. No different price structures for mechanics or do-it-yourselfers. Reliably low prices, 
right locked on in the box so they know we sent you. Go fix up that old car. Keep your new car running. Go to rockauto.com. All the parts your car or truck could ever need. So there was a report, Matt, and it was, I believe it was in the Las Vegas Journal Review or Review Journal. I can't remember uh, which way that goes uh, in Las Vegas. But the report was that, you know, maybe the Raiders will toss their hat in the ring when it comes to Deshaun Watson. And uh, it'll be part of a deal with them trading away Derek Carr. And I was thinking, okay, I guess they could try to do that and get involved there. I would maybe spend some resources on defense if I were them. And I'm not totally sold on Carr. We had that conversation a little bit yesterday. And then they dropped that they were going to get two first round picks for Derek Carr. I was thinking, who wrote this article and who's feeding this writer information? Because there's no way in hell the the Las Vegas Raiders are getting two first round picks for Derek Carr. And I mean, I, I didn't think they would get that for Stafford. And it's a completely different tier we're talking about with Carr and Stafford, in my opinion. And well, and I think because you're dumping the golf salary, those the compensation gets inflated a little, too. Everyone's like, well, I got two firsts and a third for Stafford. Well, yeah, because you took golf off my hands, too. I and mean, that, that was firsts. part of the deal. I think Stafford's a tier above Carr. My hunch is I like Carr a little bit better than you do, though. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I think he needs some things around him, but I think he's certainly a tier over Jimmy and Cousins and that crew. You know, I mean, I think he can really sling it. I think he's super accurate. I think he's a little less bashful than his reputation has implied. I mean, he's much better than Goff, in my opinion, and those guys. I, I, he would probably be my... 10th quarterback in the league right now. I can buy that argument. I could also buy the argument that he has been so inconsistent since he's been in the NFL. He's not the guy that's going to drive your offense. So if you have to have stuff around him, then why are you spending resources to get that? You should be shooting for, you know, you shouldn't be shooting for a quarterback where half the league is going to be better than you at that position and give up a ton of resources to get to that. You should be, you should be trying to get something better. And I could go as far as to make the argument that um, Devontae Adams has been carrying him since his Fresno State days, got him drafted, and then higher than maybe he should have, and maybe his brother's name helped him out in that sort of regard as well, and that maybe he belongs in a in a tier even even lower than what we're talking about because, um, I mean, I, I just... And he, he's coming off a better year now because I, I think yeah, about... Because yeah, there's, there's some 49ers fans that talked about Carr a little bit, and I'm, I'm all the way out on that idea because I don't think it's really an upgrade from Jimmy Garoppolo, but just think back 12 months ago. Jimmy Garoppolo led his team to the Super Bowl before he had an injury riddled 2020 season in 2019. Jimmy Garoppolo's value was well above where Derek Carr's is right now. And you fast forward to maybe Carr's best year, and Jimmy Garoppolo's hurt all year, and maybe but Jimmy Garoppolo's played one healthy game since the Super Bowl, and all of a sudden people are talking about, oh, well, maybe we, we flip Garoppolo and, and try to spend even more resources to get Derek Carr. And, and that makes zero sense to me. Two notes there. I'm back to our last segment of conversation about first round picks and give me the guy that can run through a wall and has a cannon for an arm and has rare physical traits, Cam Newton, Josh Allen, whoever. I, I think that applies here. You know, that teams are, tired of building everything around their quarterback. I mean, if, you know, the, the whole conversation of if we build something pretty nice around him, we can go to Super Bowl, we can compete with a defense and a running game and an offensive line and Calvin Johnson, you know, like that's hard to do. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you can't miss on picks and, you know, people are going to come steal your free agents and you don't have a lot of time to do these things. So I think t teams are getting kind of tired of that. Like, and McVay is a perfect example. Um, 
I had some other little tidbit there, and I forgot it was on the tip of my tongue. But that was the gist of it. Yeah, I, I want to. Oh, for, oh, for your Niners. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Like to go from Jimmy to Carr to me is an upgrade, but they can go to the Super Bowl with Jimmy. They can go with Carr. Like if I'm going to improve the Niners situation, that's a lot different than Washington or New England or Chicago that doesn't have anything at the moment that the cupboards bare. If I'm going to improve the Niners. I'm trading up for Wilson or giving the farm for Watson. Like mm-hmm. I'm d- jumping in the deep end or not jumping at all. Exactly. Uh, 100% yeah. agree there. And you can argue and, and I'll buy the argument. I'm not going to fight you if you say Carr and, and Kirk Cousins are better than Garoppolo. I'm not going to fight you. If you say Garoppolo is better than those other two. I think they're in a similar tier. I think depending on what they have around them, how things go uh, in a certain calendar year, any of them could have a better year than the other guy. And you could win with them if you have the right pieces around them, but they're not driving the bus. And so I'm not moving laterally. I'm trying to get much, much better at quarterback and, you know, for the 49ers and probably for the Raiders and probably for a lot of teams that have maybe a a middle tier quarterback. You're either going to the top with someone like Deshaun Watson or you're going back to the draft to find that next superstar because a lateral move and spending resources for that lateral move makes zero sense. And that's kind of whenever last Friday, whenever I did that, that exercise, which immediately was proven wrong of where teams, uh, quarterbacks will end up. I had Carr on the move because kind of how you opened the show saying, well, let's say you can get two picks for Carr. Well, what's the difference between him and Mariota? I'll take the picks and and roll with Mariota, even even if I can't get Watson. And I was intrigued when I saw Mariota play a little bit this year. And I thought, and he he made a a bonehead, threw a bonehead interception. But uh, before that throw, I was like, okay, is something happening here? And... Uh, and but and when you see that just for even a short time, you think, man, you're, you're going to trade two first rounders for Derek Carr. That that's a bogus report. Could they trade Carr and could they get involved in Deshaun Watson sweepstakes? The Raiders? Sure. A, a lot of teams could because a lot of teams would be interested. But if it takes two firsts for Carr for them to be involved, then they ain't having it. No, right. I mean, these seem like agent driven things. You know, I've mm-hmm. read that report, too, that. If we're expecting the Raiders are expecting two firsts for Carr. Okay, I mean, if they're again New England, Chicago's, or Washington's, where it's middle to late round and next year's, which could also be sort of late, maybe you get it. Maybe I mean, probably not. And then the other thing I read too is the Jets expect to get a a late first for Darnold. I'm like. Eh, I mean, these are probably coming uh, from agents of yeah. Mr. Darnold and agents or, or the selling team. Or uh, yeah. yeah, they're coming from the jet source. The jets yeah. are leaking that the Raiders are leaking that the buying teams aren't leaking that. Right. Uh, the buying team is like, I'll give you a third for Darnold. And the jets, <laughs> right. And One year go, rental. Eh, I mean, all right. Well, maybe a second, you know, and I can see that sort of mm-hmm. happening. So um, anyway, we, we got to move on. I want to talk a little bit about the Super Bowl and talk about some of the things happening with the chiefs and the Buccaneers. Maybe we'll do one side of the ball today, offense and do defense tomorrow when we uh, stack these teams up against each other, position group by position group. Let's get into that next. You can be assured that the Super Bowl is well covered when it comes to any number of odds and props and bets that you could make at Bet Online. They've got NFL futures, draft futures, NCAA football futures for 2022 national champions. There is only one place that has you covered and you can even get a little welcome bonus. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. 
not only NFL, there's table games. You like to play poker, blackjack, of course, NBA action now. NHL is happening. I've enjoyed seeing the NHL highlights. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code either. Locked on to receive 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. When it comes to getting or staying in shape, nothing feels as good as that feeling of accomplishment, of hitting your fitness goals and feeling great about yourself. I have some big-time fitness goals that I need to get working a little bit more seriously on myself because uh, the pandemic was not kind to my waistline and my overall fitness level. And Echelon can help me. It can help you get there. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, Echelon Stride Smart Treadmill. No matter what your favorite fitness activity, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of home. The EX7S is Echelon's latest state-of-the-art innovation that takes cycling to the next level. The world-class instructors will motivate you. Thousands of daily live and on-demand studio-level classes always available when you need them. Unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable. And one membership lets up to five family members all work out at the same time. And right now, you can try Echelon Fitness Equipment at home for 30 days. Go to echelonfit.com slash locked on. That's echelon, E-C-H-E-L-O-N, fit.com slash locked on. Well, Matt, it's looking like we did skate through some problems. I didn't see any new reports today. Crossing my fingers in the next couple of days, we don't see reports that are COVID-related, according to Schefter yesterday, and this happened after we talked on the air here, and we didn't have a chance to go over it. 20 Chiefs players and staffers, including quarterback Patrick Mahomes, scheduled Sunday to get a haircut with the barber who tested positive (laughs) for COVID. Per sources, the Chiefs acted wisely and aggressively, pulled the barber mid-haircut, once yeah. his test results came in, and we found out which player that was mid-haircut, it was Daniel Kilgore, uh, who who posted a, a photo of himself with with half a haircut, half bald and half a haircut, <laughs> which was really funny. So I guess he was the guy that got pulled mid-haircut. So they might not have the freshest looks up top, or maybe they found another barber to take care of their, their haircuts for Super Bowl Sunday, but hopefully they pulled that barber in time, and there will, I mean, that would, that was, that was a disaster waiting to happen. I mean, if, if that sort of thing happen and, and someone oh, like Patrick man. Mahomes because it's too late now and it's too late to change the Super Bowl, right? Like you're not gonna change yeah, the I Super would Bowl. imagine. Patrick you know, Mahomes is out with COVID. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. That would be the worst for every I mean that would be so terrible. Like bu- bubble wrap so all these guys. Hopefully we get keep your fingers crossed as you mentioned a couple times during the show. Glad it was Kilgore and not Kelsey. I mean let alone Mahomes obviously and I, I thought that I didn't know he posted a picture. I actually made the joke on another show. I'm like, the real loser here is whoever had to go home with half their head shaved. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, uh, you can't even finish up my trim, you know? Oh, well. And I bet some people are probably thinking, like, what on earth are they doing? Well, this is a regular thing. And I didn't know it was a regular thing during COVID, but there is a, and I actually have a funny story about it. Maybe I'll tell, I'm, I'm probably shouldn't tell it now i'll go ramble on too much about my time with the browns but (laughs) a barber comes to the locker room very frequently and it's just one of the many perks you know there's there's things that are very nice about an nfl facility i mean my dry cleaning would come back in my locker once a week you know i mean they make it very nice so you don't have to leave the facility i mean if i went to get a haircut 
I could walk down to the locker room and get a trim. You know, it was great. That's pretty amazing. I yeah. love that. You ever do to hear my story real quick? It's yeah. kind of funny. No, right? Let's do it. Yeah. We have no rules here. We're in charge, man. Right. We can talk we about no whatever rules. we want. So <laughs> my boss at the time, he was director of pro football, pro side, had just came upstairs. I was new to the Browns. And I'm like, did you get a haircut? And he's like, yeah, I went downstairs to the locker room, got a haircut. I'm like, that's awesome. I need a haircut. I don't, I'm new to Cleveland. I don't have a barber here. I was waiting to go home to Pittsburgh on some weekend and see my guy. And so I, I take it upon myself. I go strolling down to the locker room. There's some players in line. I wait in line like everybody else. And I'm standing there for 10 minutes or so. And there's some chuckles amongst the players. I don't really notice it. I'm just minding my own business. I mean, not thinking too much of it. And I get up to, it's finally my turn. I've been sitting there for a while as people do in line at a barbershop. And I go to sit down at the barber chair and the whole place starts laughing at me. And the barber <laughs> says, son, the, the white barber comes on Thursdays. This is for the, 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 the men of color. I have no idea what to do with your head. Get out of here. And all the players are dying. Like white boy wow. didn't know what to do. And I'm like, Oh, I didn't have any idea. Oh Whoops. man. <laughs> I think I think nobody would have noticed if he took care of, of your head, Matt. I, I think he probably would have shaved me and everybody even had a, a funnier, had more fun at my expense. Well, you know, but I was thinking I that was sat there and they're all laughing at me as I get closer to my turn and didn't think I was the only non man of color in the room. Patrick Mahomes, I was thinking about this. He has a signature hairstyle and he probably right, goes right, right. to one barber He's to get on that camera done. A lot. He's got to get somebody else to do his hair. What if that guy botches it? That would be amazing. Yeah, would, that, not there. would that change the outcome of the Super Bowl if he wasn't feeling right, if he got a bad haircut and he's going to be on TV so much? Yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of people have been like, why is anybody worried about a haircut during COVID? Well, they're on TV with a million gajillion people oh, yeah. looking at them, by oh, the way. You don't way. want a bad haircut. They want to look good. And, then, you know, Pat Mahomes is going to be raising Lombardi. He wants a haircut. Side note, being a barber for a professional NFL team is a pretty good gig. I can imagine. I can be. Yes. I can imagine that would be a nice little perk there. It is amazing yeah. what goes into a franchise and an NFL building and the way those are run and everything that happens there. And I think it's a really good point that you bring up. You don't have to leave, which is kind of cool. Is you know, it's all self-contained: food, drink, workout, oh, shower. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. You, I'm sure you can sleep in a certain way. There's even plenty though, of spots. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ben McAdoo used to sleep under his desk like every night oh. when we were GAs at Pitt. And he had an apartment that he could walk to. I mean, he was just a lunatic. That, that but is. my buddy James and I, when we were with Cleveland for that year, we had nothing to go home to. All our families were either in Georgia or Pittsburgh. We'd watch tape late at night, go down and hit the yogurt machine, you know, go get a sauna. I mean, we were like the only people in the whole building. We're going to have to get to our position by position <laughs> face offs tomorrow. Um, but I think we can start. Can we do just quarterback today? I think we have time yeah, for that, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think that's an important one. And here's a nice little statistic from ESPN Stats and Info. Everybody knows Tom Brady's old guy, Patrick Mahomes' young guy. I mean, these are two superstar quarterbacks, two of the greatest, I think, all time when people are looking back on this and be like, wow, we got to see Brady versus Mahomes' Super Bowl. I mean, this, uh, this is a pretty special thing I think we're going to see this Sunday just from a historical perspective. If Patrick Mahomes' career goes in the direction, I think it will. Tom Brady, born August 3rd, 1977. Patrick Mahomes, born September 17th, 1995. 
The 18-year wow. difference, the largest among starting quarterbacks in Super Bowl history, as you would expect. And here's, uh, here's what was going on in 1977 and 1995. This is a thread from ESPN Stats and Info. I just want to talk about a couple of things. Uh, number one song when Brady was born, I Just Want to Be Your Everything by Andy Gibb, one of the Bee Gees. Number one song when Mahomes was born, Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio. <laughs> that one, uh, just, oh, that's, that's... Little different vibe. Love that. How about this one? When Brady was born, Ken Griffey Sr., all-star outfielder, two-time World Series champion for the Reds. When Mahomes was born, Ken Griffey Jr., an all-star outfielder for the Seattle Mariners. So we're talking about a father-son situation here with, with Brady and Mahomes, with how far apart they are. By the way, I love this connection as well. Ken Griffey Jr., I talked about how Patrick Mahomes Sr., I saw him play single-A baseball when I was a yeah. kid in like 1990, 1991 in Visalia for the Visalia Oaks Single-A Farm Club of the Minnesota Twins. Around that same time, maybe the same year, maybe even they, maybe even in the same game, Ken Griffey Jr. came through for, I believe it was the Salinas Spurs. It was uh, whatever the Seattle Mariners single-A club was, came through. And it was a big deal. Everyone's like, hey, this is Ken Griffey's kid. And, uh, I mean, he had the air of a superstar already. And I was a little kid, and I was like, okay, I'm going to try to get his autograph. And, I mean, he stiffed arm. He, he didn't give me the time of day. He was like, wow, and, and most guys, when you're a kid in, in single-A baseball, can't wait to sign your autograph, and they think it's pretty cool. I mean, he already was like, I'm a superstar. Get out of my way, kid. Um, <laughs> but Ken Griffey Jr., uh, I saw play for against the Visalia Oaks. Patrick Mahomes Sr. I saw play for the Visalia Oaks. And it wouldn't be something. I'm going to go back into uh, baseball reference and see if I can find out. I wonder if they faced each other and I saw that. Just an interesting side note about young Brian Peacock in Crazy. Visalia, California. Watching my cool. baseball. Anyway, number one movie. This is the last one. Uh, there's more, but uh, this, is, this is a fun one. Number one movie when Brady was born. Star Wars. The OG the Star one. Wars. Episode 4. A New Hope. And yeah. number one movie when Mahomes was born. Tu Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julia Newmar. That is, that is a movie I have not seen. Tu Wong Fu, amazing. Uh, 77 to 95. Wow. Anyway. It is a historic battle. I mean, especially because of the gap in ages. It sure looks like Mahomes is on a Hall of Fame all-time great path. You know, like, he may someday be the clear goat, where right now I think that's Brady, you know, like, and we'll say this was a big step in that happening when – Mahomes hoists his six Lombardi 15 years from now or from when, whatever. As for the edge, with all respect to Tom, he's playing really, really well. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't give him any quarterback edges over the Bucks right now, but you have to give it to KC. And one little note there is, as well as Brady's playing, he doesn't handle pressure nearly as well as Mahomes. And it's not just the mobility thing. It's just, you know, standing in there, taking it, and and he can move his feet and buy time within the confines of the pocket, but his numbers versus pressure aren't great this year. Yeah, someone like Chris Jones could really make Tom Brady's yes. life difficult. We'll talk more about that, the defensive lines on this team, which which might, I think that could be one of the keys to this game. Whoever protects their quarterback better might be the winners, and I think Tampa's offensive line is playing better than uh, KC's offensive line. I think that's fair to say. So oh, yeah. we'll see how well Tom Brady is protected, and it's funny because I saw somebody say, oh, you can't really, I mean, you can't bet against Patrick Mahomes the way he's playing right now and how good the Chiefs are, but it's like, can you bet against Tom Brady, the dude who's already won six Super Bowls and we're seeing the run he's on right now? You can't bet against either one of these guys. That's what makes this so fun. It's funny. I've had a couple conversations with my buddies. They'll be like, who do you like, Matt? You know, of course, they're looking for betting angles. And, and I'll say, pick my team later. And they'll be like, but how can you bet against Brady? Or, you know, I'm like, 
well, you're betting against one of the two. <laughs> Yeah, you have to bet against one of them. I'm with you, though. Uh, I, the edge has to go to the younger player. I mean, sure. uh, the level that Patrick Mahomes is playing at right now is is absurd. And it's it's a level we've never uh, seen with, with what he can do. And he's playing with both efficiency and just wow plays. And he throws, I mean, it's almost like ho-hum with some of the throws he makes that other players in other markets, you would be like, oh, my God, you'd break down that tape for a week and say, watch this throw. It'd be, um, it'd be a viral highlight within that fan base. And it's just like, oh yeah, here's another stupidly insane throw from Patrick Mahomes. And we see it every week and it's almost become second nature. Um, And as great as Tom Brady is, he is 43 years old and he's still playing at a super high level right now. And I've been really impressed by how he's played later in the season too at his age. But again, primetime game, we talked about his bedtime, uh, how long, you know, uh, uh, hopefully he gets a nap in at at halftime with (laughs) extra long 30 minute halftime. So uh, I do have to give the edge to Patrick Mahomes here. I'd rather play against, I mean, this isn't really going out on a weak limb, but I'd rather play against any quarterback in the league right now in the Super Bowl than Mahomes. Totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. Okay, we'll go through all the other positions on both sides of the ball for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll look at some of the props and some of the betting strategy going on for Super Bowl 55 and, of course, make our picks for the champions of the world following the 2020 season tomorrow right here. Peacock and Williamson.